What's up, Finn Maniacs listeners? We're continuing our drafty series with our fifth episode today. And we have a, I guess you could say, a super special guest. As you know, he's also a podcaster here at the Finn Maniacs Network. But first, we got to dub this new Dolphins rookie we're talking about today, Hunter Long. And as our producer put it, Jason Sarney, he's the most interesting Titan in the world. I mean, guys, Hunter Long can solve a Rubik's Cube in under a minute. He was a computer science major at Boston College, and he builds PCs from scratch, and he games on the side, too. Is there anything this guy can't do? Brendan, I believe it was early on the live stream. I don't think you were there, but in the beginning, I was shocked that we picked up a tight end with our 81st pick when we had other needs like a center and running back available on the board. What was your initial reaction? Well, the in round three with the first overall pick kind of shocked me because you know the growth of Mike Kosicki who was drafted in 2018 under then head coach Adam Gase the growth that he has uh that he has produced since Brian Flores was hired in February of 2019 pretty much showed that he was going to get his contract it's his rookie contract extended but however when the Dolphins did select Hunter Long and yet here here we are today the Dolphins not still haven't extended the city and now it's I don't really think the city's gone but however I'm interested to see what Hunter Long does during training camp and what he does in the preseason and that will pretty much you know tell what his role will be entering the 2021-22 regular season I don't know before we bring our special guest on um he is a podcast here at the Fan Maniacs Network and he was a little bit enraged we didn't take a running back with the 81st pick or even a center too Tanner Elliott, how you doing, my guy? Thank you for having me on. Thank you for, uh, you know, me being your super special guest. I'm honored. Um, I've calmed down about the running back. As for another time, we're here to talk about, you know, the man that can solve a Rubik's Cube, like everything you said. And uh, um, I'm excited to talk about him, man. I'm very excited to hear what your guys' thoughts are, what my thoughts are about this wild cards of a draft pick, man. I mean, Brian Flores... He loves doing it to us. Even Chris Greer, man, we're all expecting something, and they could turn the corner. <laughs> so I want to open up this show, Tanner, and I want to ask you, why did Miami draft long at, at round in, in round three with the 81st overall pitch, and what specifically does Hunter Long do well that, you know, attracts Brian, I guess you can say Brian Flores' and Chris Greer's eyes? Well, Brandon, thank you for the for the great question. I just want to first say, don't bring up the A word anymore, any more times during this podcast. The AG word is no longer in my vocabulary. But um, to go back to Hunter Long, uh, I did, I did, I did watch his film. I, if I'm being honest, I just watched it today. If I'm being 100 honest, and everyone's saying Kasicki's gone or Smythe's gone, and I don't think that's the case. I think Shaheem's gone, and I know everyone say, well, he just signed an extension. Well, um. Go talk to Van Noy, Shaq Lawson, and Eric Flowers, who just signed, you know, multi-year contracts. And we all thought they were, you know, basically cornerstones of our, our rebuild, so to say. Um, I think that, you know, Hunter Long, he can he's versatile as in where he can play. He, he played in the slot. He played as a wing, and he plays a tight end. But he can block. It's something Gusecki's not the best at. Um, but when it comes down to – catching the ball i mean he can catch the ball there's no no doubt about that i made him saw some i, I saw him make some pretty good pretty good catches i was impressed 
but he's not nearly as athletic as Kosicki, and it just doesn't make sense. He's not as big of a matchup nightmare compared to Kosicki. So I think the whole Kosicki's gone is just blown out of the water. I think that he's safe. I think Smite's safe, actually. Um, him and Shaheem are just so similar. They can both line up anywhere. They can both block pretty good. Shaheem was our red zone threat last year. You know, we saw it. I think he had like three, four touchdowns last year, and they were all within like the five yard line. I think Hunter Longton had the same type of impact. He might get more targets down the line, but it's going to be hard with you know our our emerging receiver receiving room after all the free agency signings, of course. But it'll be, it, I definitely think Shaheem is the is the you know sad guy out, unfortunately. So, you know, he just signed the extension. It was like two years, $6 million, which is like nothing, essentially. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, both Smythe and Gusecki, their contracts are up. So we can essentially re-sign both of those and have a good core of a tight end room until probably until Hunter Long's contract is up in four years. So the thing with Hunter Long was that, you know, Boston College changed offenses from – 2019 to 2020 in 2019 it was more so a run first approach and 2020 they changed to a team that throws the ball 40 times a game down the field we saw that adjustment you know talked about his run blocking skill and his you know pass catching prowess what does it say about his versatility in different schemes well, like I was just saying, he can he can line up anywhere. I saw him line up in a slot H back and you no know, tight end. And, and when you have a player like that, especially in college, it's it's very 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 good, very effective for an offense. It keeps defensive minded coaches or defensive coordinators, I should say, guessing, scratching their head a little bit because I mean he's athletic enough to where some linebackers can't cover him, but he's not athletic enough to where you want a safety on him because it's like wasting a safety, essentially. He's not a Kyle Pitts, a type athletic, but he's not like a, a blocking tight end guy that you just basically can ignore. Because Hunter Long, I mean, I saw it. I forgot what game it was last year. But all of a sudden, the man, I guess he ran a wheel route from a slot position. And next thing you know, it's a 50-yard touchdown because he just left one wide open like the, he, he can beat you i mean not with the speed of course just you know just having to be a mishap with the defense probably but it's 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 very interesting because if you have a player that can line up anywhere he can block from the h pack he can block from you know the tight end position but you can even have him out in the slot and block on toss sweep i know we have saval ahmed uh probably just butchers his first name but you can run a toss to him he's probably our you know our fastest run running back, you, you run a toss to him and you have Shaheem out there. And I know Devontae Parker can run block a little bit too. So if you have, you know, those two out there, there's a pretty good chance that it's a one-on-one Ahmed versus the safety for a touchdown. And that would just be great for us, especially with those big play running plays that we failed to have a lot in the past couple of years. But I think it's his biggest versatility is just lining up in three different spots and being, you know, average at all of them. I mean, you look at Kyle Pitts, he played slot and 
everything like that. But he's not Kyle Pitts type versatile, but he's versatile enough to where defensive coaches have to say, who do I put on him? So you know, obviously, uh, Hunter Long made a really good in, a really good impression on the Miami Dolphins during the Senior Bowl this, this past January. So, Sam, I want to ask you, what do you think it was from, from Hunter Long's game? If you flash back to his Senior Bowl, that, that really caught the eye of Flores manager Chris Greer. Well, I do, do think. I mean, a little bit might. Have- have to do with that, you know, him and Coach Flo both played at Boston College, and that program is known as being a hard-nosed, tough program, and Hunter Long said him itself, it breeds guys like Coach Flores and him. Um, You know, he's extremely versatile, as Tanner said. He can run block. He can catch the ball well. Um, He can line up in different types of positions. And we said earlier, he's a super smart guy. He's super intelligent. You know, down at the senior bowl, he was able to show, you know, the coaching staff what he's able to do on the field. But I do think it's more so about his off-the-field stuff, you know, connecting with teammates, connecting with the coaching staff, you know, looking at his mentality, how he's able to talk with people. He's a super professional professional guy too at such a young age you know you're coming straight out of college you don't expect these guys to be you know pros just like that in you know at the change of a snap moving on from college to the nfl once you're being drafted it's the way he carried himself down in mobile alabama he was able to you know build connections with you know tight ends coach a tight ends coach uh George Gatsy, who is our co-offensive coordinator with Eric Studisville. Um, I do think that, you know, it helps Miami with their tight end situation as well. You know, they build upon that strength that they already have with Jaseki and, and Durham Smythe. Then we'll see what happens with the rest of the room. Maybe once training camp starts and the cuts start, you know, flying off the wall. Um when I took a look at his tape, you know, I understood why Miami chose Hunter Long. And I think we'll get into this with the next question you're about to ask me. Yeah, so, you know, my next uh, question that I want to, you know, uh, throw at you. In 12, in 12 personnel, Miami ran a bunch of the stick flat run pass option. And at Boston College, Hunter Long ran a lot of block and release plays. So how does this bode for his usage early on? And were you quite shocked to see his yards after catch number two you know being a 6-5 almost 270 pound guy I think he's 270 pounds is he is he 270 pounds 254 pounds my apologies he's a big guy and when I saw him bouncing off of defenders and gaining all that yards I was so confused I'm like how is this big of a guy able to shoot take off defenders and go up the field with not a lot of speed. It just blew me away. And I think with those RPO types of concepts we see primarily used in college in the NFL, those RPOs are used for wide receivers or X wide receivers 
maybe even slot guys too, who are super fast and can catch the ball well. I mean, Hunter Long doesn't have, have the best hands, but he has pretty good hands where, you know, if you throw it out to him, he'll catch it. If it's somewhere down the ground, he'll catch it. With Tua, the thing is, he's able to perfectly place the ball. We know about his accuracy well. He started at training camp, too, and he threw a dime. Threw a dime to Jakeem Grant at minicamp. And, well, Jakeem Grant caught it as well. So I do think that stick, flat, RPO, and block and release plays, you saw it a lot. You know, Tua used it a lot on first downs and second downs as well. When Dermot Smythe would be in the stick flat when Adam Shaheen would be in the stick flat or maybe in the red zone as well. Just a quick pass, quick dart, you know, a yard or two upfield. And Hunter Long is able to move five, six yards upfield whenever a defense is playing, you know, cover two, even man-to-man two. The linebackers, you know, with linebacker play, they're not, not able to immediately come at the line of scrimmage for fear that, you know, they're guy may beat them. That's why linebackers and, you know, even safeties near the line of scrimmage play match coverage. They, they play match coverage to minimize the impact of yardage instead of just trying to blow up a play. The thing with Hunter Long is he can bully you, you know, body to body. He's a big guy. And if it's a catch over the top, he's going to moss you day in and day out. If you're running him in an RPO concept within three, four, five yards. Most likely, he's going to catch it and, you know, gain two or three more yards. And I think that's the type of offense you could see Miami run uh, this year. And they're going to emphasize that a lot with their tight ends and running backs, especially for the RPOs. So how big of a factor do you think Vaughn will be in Miami's offense entering the 2021 regular season. Do you somehow expect Long to even make a positive impact come week one against the, against the New England Patriots? And this question is for uh, Tanner. Excuse so, me. So this is a – yeah, no, you're fine, Brandon. This is a this is a fantastic question. Like I said earlier, um, he doesn't take snaps away from Gasicki. He, he's not going to take snaps away from Smythe because, as we saw last year, him and Smythe, Smythe got his fair share, even with Kaseki in the game. Um, Shaheen, is, Shaheen is, the, the, is the one that's going to be the odd man out, in my opinion. And, and that's just because, like I said earlier, he's the, he's the red zone type guy. Um, Shaheen scored a bunch of touchdowns, you know, five, ten yards away from the end zone. Just a little simple out routes. And I saw a long run that a ton in college. He wasn't that guy. Like I said earlier, he ran that wheel route, I guess it was. I didn't see the full play, like, you know, bird's eye view. But he's, he's the guy that you want short yardage guys. He's the guy that, you know, you can throw it up and depend on him. And I, I do I think he makes an impact week one? No, no, I don't think it's week one. But I do think it's later down the road where we start getting those nitty-gritty matches where – it's fourth and one and we can't afford to kick a field goal just like we did against last year against the chiefs. You know what I mean? We just can't keep kicking field goals all the time. I mean, that's just unfeasible for a winning team. So I think he's going 
going to be used mostly in those short yard situations on an out route. Um, you might see him do a little post action, depends where he lines up. I doubt he's going to line up in the slide as much as, as he did in college, especially his beginning early years of college, where he lined up in the slot more, a little bit more than what he did, you know, 2020. But it's going to be interesting to see. Red zone in short yard situations is what I think he's going to be most used in due to, you know, just his play style. In line and block and release plays are his bread and butter. Do not forget this one. We see Hunter Long suit up in action and gets those catches and gets those yards. That's what I. That's what I got to say. But uh, Tanner, I want to ask you this question as well. Um, we saw in the Pat McAfee show, uh, Najee Harris said that the. Dolphins Senior Bowl playbook was similar to Steve Sarkeesian's offensive scheme at Alabama. Um, do you think there could be any clues as to how Hunter Long may be compared to an Irv Smith Miller Forrestal or even better in OJ Howard? So um, I got two things to say before I even get into the question um let me just shout out Najee Harris man that man is killing Steelers camp right now I mean I hate to say I want him to be a Dolphin so bad but you just see all those drills he's doing man he's leading the pack his feet are immaculate the man I mean you hear the stories the coach is telling him to go home since when does that happen man this is 2021 where kids rather be playing mad and this man's being told to go home Shout out to him, man. I really hope he just have a good career, even though he's not a Miami Dolphin. And then um, let me let me backtrack and go back to the question about the comparisons. OJ Howard, don't even don't even talk to me about that. There's no comparison between the two. OJ Howard is an athletic freak. I don't care if he's a a little bit of a bust. He's nowhere near where the top ten pick. But Howard, Hunter Long, and OJ Howard are not, not even comparable. I mean. Just the just his athleticism alone is blows blows long out of the water, but I mean how how Hunter Long's going to be compared to? I, Kyle Rudolph is a good comparison. The other you know Ravens uh, Vikings tight end, um, you know Rudolph was never known as that you know big play guy. But how many times did you see him catch a touchdown in the end zone for in a clutch moment? Uh, I think it was against the Saints. It was the Saints that one year. It might have been, it was I think it's the Saints. He caught the one hander in the back of the end zone to win the it was either the Saints or the Rams, one of the two. Um Kyle Rudolph, we don't hear a lot about him. He's a Pro Bowl guy though. He's made a couple of Pro Bowls, but he's a guy that quarterbacks depended on. He just, you know, the Vikings got Irv Smith because Irv Smith fits more of the modern mold of a tight end. He's more athletic than Kyle Rudolph, of course, but we have Kasicki, so we don't, we're not, we're not asking him to be, you know, Irv Smith, essentially. We're asking, you're asking Kyle Rudolph to be Kyle Rudolph. In this case, Hunter Long to be Hunter Long. We have our Irv Smith and Mike Kasicki, so I think Hunter Long is just going to fit right in like a puzzle and just add another dimension to this offense that, you know, hopefully we see back in the Patriots two Two tight end days. So going back to what uh, 
Usam mentioned about co-offensive coordinator George Godsey. Godsey coached Rob Gronkowski and Aaron Hernandez in the early 2010s. He was also part of, of the staff that drafted Lions tight end TJ Hawkinson in the first round back in 2019. Based on Godsey's history, the tight end might be a more featured position in the Dolphins' offense going forward. So, Usam. How does this bode for the tight end group and second-year quarterback Tua Tonavailoa? I think this bodes really, really, really well. Regardless of who's in the position of tight end, Tua likes his tight ends. We've seen it at Alabama. We've seen it in Miami as well. He would throw to his tight ends more compared to Ryan Tannehill a lot. And that speaks volumes because he's able to just distribute the ball well and whoever's open he'll throw to him regardless if it's a running back if it's a wide receiver if it's a tight end but I think this speaks volume as last year um Tungo Vailoa lined up you know his play calls were more so in 12 personnel than Ryan Fitzpatrick and we know Tua is a guy who's a shotgun um wide open guy you know five wide receivers at the line of scrimmage he had a 31 percent personnel rate and you know he wasn't the best but he did good whenever his ties were in the game uh mike just said he had a career year okay he's looking to get a contract extension we saw Dermot Smythe catch a lot of balls come his way adam shaheen caught a lot of balls his way too and you know hunch along was the number one receiving threat for Boston College, and he was their basically ex-receiver. He was their number one receiver, and I think he racked up around 920, 930 receiving yards, something like that. It's around that area, just as a tight end itself, and that's that's like Travis Kelsey numbers in college almost. Now, I don't think Hunter Long is going to become like Travis Kelsey. I never mentioned that. I'm not forecasting it, but if he does, hey, that's even better for, for the Dolphins and to a tongue by Loa. Uh, you know, Godsey is known for using Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. He he had he he was part of the staff that drafted TJ Hawkinson. And Hawkinson is a top five tight end from last year coming into Detroit as well. I do think that 12 personnel will help Tua a lot. It'll help a lot in the run game, especially if it's a combination of Hunch Along and Durham Smythe, you know, inline blocking or maybe long in the slide and Smythe in line. It's really going to depend, but imagine if you have Jaseki out in the slot, Hunter Long in line, and you have, you know, Miles Gaskin, you know, they're in shotgun formation. You can run your RPOs all day long. Hunter Long, he can block and release. Jaseki, he can run a slant route, but if you're running the ball with Miles Gaskin and Hunter Long is blocking, I mean, Miles Gaskin can take it upfield a couple yards. He had what? four yard almost four yards a carry last year it bodes well for the running game and especially the passing game too and if you're going five wide let's say you have will fuller Devontae parker jalen waddle hunter long and mike Gisecki, mike Gisecki. hunter long is going to feast inside and vertically as well so uh, there's just a lot of options with hunter long in this offense, and it's only going to help to it. It's not going to hinder him at all. Now, Tanner, this is coming from PFF itself, and uh, you know, 
Hunter Long played 779 snaps on offense, and his alignments are divided up in the following manner. 559 snaps were in line, which is around 72% of his snaps. 165 snaps in the slot, which is 21%, and 48 snaps out wide, which is 6.2%. Will he be a traditional tight end in Miami, or is there a surprise in the store? So, um, like I was saying earlier, I really like to you know, forecast whatever, everything we're going to say previously. So, if you go back, I said, um, you know, you don't really have to worry about, you know, Hunter Long taking Gasicki steps, especially out the slot, because he won't really play in the slot. I think he's going to be used more as a traditional tight end. He might be used a little as an H-back or as a little wing back, a little one-by-one one outside the tight end. And even then, if Miami really want to get tricky, they can run a little jet sweep, you know, wildcat type thing to Hunter Long, just, you know, that little front shovel pass that I don't really want to say his name, that coach, our previous coach liked to use a lot, that um, got Ryan Tannehill some some uh, inflated stats. So that's that's my theory, and that's if Gasecki stays. If Gasecki does not stay, though, that is where you would see Hunter Long progress to, uh, to more of um more of a guy where he's going to play about you know sixty in line, forty out in the slot, unless our slot receivers just grow up so much this year to the point where we don't even need a tight end to go out and play slot. So you're going still going to see Hunter Long you know, probably 80-20 then. But I think especially just in this year, especially with Gasicki on a contract, I think that Dolphins fans won't see anything too tricky, too spectacular, just due to, you know, the amount of talent we have and just, you know, Hunter Longster learning the offense and, you know, just learning from Gasicki himself and what to do in this situation and then everything like that. So that being said, me and Assam have tried to, you know, gave us our thoughts on everything. I've basically came out and said that I think Shaheem's the odd man out. Now it's time for Brandon to say his thoughts on who he thinks the odd man out is in the room, or if there even is an odd man out, he might think there's four tight ends coming into the roster. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Did Tanner just, like, absolutely just take over our podcast? What what, what are you doing here? What are you doing here, Tanner? Here, Tanner. I'm a co-host. I guess he's he's our third quote well, that now. Quote on, that was a good flow, though. Quote on quote, <laughs> but no, I mean, you know, the NFL's, you know, the NFL's obviously, you know, a consistent change in business. I mean, I think all, I think all, all three of us can agree on that at, at the end of the day. And if you take, if you really take, if you take a look at the four main names that really blossomed this entire tight end room, right, Jaheen. Gasicki, Smythe, and Hunter Long. I think honestly, Durham Smythe's really the odd, the, the odd man out here. And I'm, and the only, the only reason why I'm saying that is because I, you know, you know, Tan mentioned it well earlier on today that he doesn't really present that offensive game, right? I mean, he is, he, he is, he is a great run blocking tight end. He, he is a great overall blocking tight end. But what if Hunter Long now comes in? Now you put him into the uh, equation. What if he comes in and you know he? He really dominates over Smythe come come training camp, and and you know that's pretty much gonna labelize his name above the overall depth chart, right? Because it's pretty much clear that ninety nine point nine percent chance the city's the city's gonna get extended, right? And you know Adam Shaheen last season, as Tanner also mentioned, was extended. So now you, it pretty much boils down to Lawn and Smythe, and I just don't think the Dolphins are really gonna waste 
a third round draft pick on 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 a player that they don't really think that'll help the team overall. Can I interrupt since I guess I'm the guest. I'm 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 the special guest on my own podcast. <laughs> um I do think I understand where Brandon is coming from initially. I'm like okay. Well, if Hunter Long can block, why do we have Adam Shaheen? Why do we have Derma Smythe? You know, like again, as Tanner mentioned, at Shaheen did a wonderful job red zone work last year, right? It was sort of like it, it was sort of like Adam Shaheen was the dominant tight end, really, when it came down to to, to goal line situations. Sort of like how how Jordan Howard was really the the man when it came back when it came down to goal line situations involving the uh, the running back spot, right? That's right. And here, here's the thing, too. Uh, we also signed Stephen Carter as well. But if you he's take a, a look he's at a, this roster, you know, Stephen, He's a fullback. He's a fullback. He's a fullback. He's, he's, a, full, he's so, a fullback in special teamer. Flores loves his special teamers, man. He's like a Dan Campbell. Exactly. I'm thinking, and yeah, I just want to say for people – I just want to say that for people who truly believe that there's no such thing as fullbacks do not exist in today's game, that is definitely incorrect. There are definitely fullbacks that exist in today's game, and there are definitely game-changing fullbacks. Just look at the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs and look at the Baltimore Ravens. You'll look at the 49ers. Uh, I, I also miss that's a, I yeah, miss and, the years and, when we yeah, had Musical Polite. Are you guys forgetting about Lusco Play? I mean, that guy was an absolute legend. But let me finish up my thoughts. Um, we also have Chris Myrick. He's he was signed on a futures contract. He's not making the team. Uh, Jabril Blunt. <laughs> yeah, that was brutal. I don't think he's that the team was either. brutal. Can Whoa. you apologize to the man? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, I, 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 I don't think so. Oh my practice squad. Chris, you're going to be on the – yes, Chris, squad. you're going to be on the practice squad, bro. I won't give it to you that harsh. Man, he's acting like he's head coach of the team. Come come to my office right now, Chris. Find a new job. Something's going wrong with Usam. It's either the air, the air conditioning doesn't work in the house or, or something. I, I, I'm jacked today because I I had a I had a little bit of uh, too much sugar. I had uh, bakula. It's a, it's a sweet. It's, it's a it's a sweet Pakistani uh, cream soda drink. So I had a little bit of bit of that. So I may be foaming at the mount a little bit here, but I'm sorry, Chris, if that was too harsh. But I do think, in my opinion, that you know he'll probably make the practice squad. Uh, Jabril Blunt, he hasn't really played football that much. He's not like, I guess you could say athletically comparison if you want to look at his measurables, similar to Jimmy Graham, but I don't forecast a Jimmy Graham type of, you know, playing style from him. It's really going to come to this group of tight ends between Mike Jusecki, Dermot Smythe, Adam Shaheen, and Hunter Long, and Seaton Carter. Seaton Carter, I would put him into the fullback position. If if the Miami Dolphins don't cut somebody and they roll with four tight ends, I do think a guy like, um, you know, one of the running backs, like a Jordan Scarlett or 
maybe Patrick Laird don't, don't make the team either. Uh, those, those are just my thoughts on it. So, Tanner, uh, you, you want to grill me now? Huh? Are you going to grill me now? Yeah, yeah, man, that was brutal. Like, you're like the principal, man. Like, like you just called the kid into the office that you know did something bad. Like, the kid, you know, gave a kid a Texas wedgie or, like, gave him a, a, a swirly. And you just – he sits down in the chair and you're just like, you're expelled. Done. Done over with. And that's just <laughs> – <laughs> but I but before we before we do but hold on I just wanna I just wanna say one one more thought <clears throat> excuse me before we do close out today's show. However the, the Dolphins get it done, I hope you know sooner rather than later, I hope the Dolphins extend uh the city because if if you if you've seen this game from uh, 100%. Excuse me, 2018 to twenty nineteen and even last season before his injury against the the Kansas City Chiefs. The Dolphins, they're they're definitely not a dumb franchise. Sooner rather than than, than later, they're gonna have to extend the city. This man said dumb franchise as as, as 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 we're like the New York Jets. Yo, what are we on something today, guys? Like Mike hey. Wallace and Sue. Oh boy, oh, oh hey. boy, no, boy. No, 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 uh, let me start oh, Deion Jordan. Boy. Charles Harris over TJ Watt. Oh, boy. Yeah. Charles Harris in 2017. Deion uh, Jordan. Please, don't, don't, get, me, All right. don't get me started. Before we, before we uh, go off topic and go off the rails, I do, do want to say, what exactly? Exactly. Do we gain by not re-signing Mike Jacecki? Like we lose a lot. App space. Lose. That's it. There's no other. It really. I mean, Jacecki really makes up the. Uh, we gain cap space. At, yeah, we gain cap space, but you're. I guarantee you, if he gets released, he's he's going to Buffalo. He'll go to Buffalo 100. percent He will go to Buffalo if we don't sign him. And, and this is coming from Tanner, quote unquote. The Dol- don't worry, the Dolphins have Malcolm Brown. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry, guys. We have Eric Rowe who's going to cover Mike Kosicki. Yep. <laughs> In two years. Okay. Not this year, next year. I think we're going off the rails a little bit, but Brandon, thank you for being such a great uh, co host. Uh, since I actually am the one hosting this, and I'm not the guest. The guest is actually Tanner. But Tanner, thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. I was a, it was a blast. Oh, before we let you go. I enjoyed it as well, talking about... Okay. Before we let you go, what, what do you have in store for chat with Finn Maniacs? What do I have in store? So let me just be upfront honest with everyone. I haven't recorded an episode of my podcast in three weeks. I've recorded four episodes in one week, and they've been coming out periodically. So that's why we just talked about the Lakers Suns on my, my latest episode. So 
Um, I got some special guests coming up. More more relevant news, of course, now that that um I'm recording episodes in the future time now. So I got I got you know Twitter's favorite. Not going to say his name. Twitter's favorite guy. He should be coming on. I got a guy that you know co-hosted ESPN Radio for for several years. Uh, I got some Finn Maniacs coming on. I got nothing else in the works. We're just going to come back and have a good time. If I'm being honest, it's going to be um, it's going to be a blast. Like the little Einsteins. Oh, okay. Well, Tana, thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you so much. I guess if I'm one of those uh, guests, I'm taking over your show full fledged. I'm doing a coup. You're, you're gonna be gone, Tanner. I'm telling you that you're gonna be gone. <laughs> um, I promise I didn't do anything too bad. Don't send me to the office to where you just tell me I'm done. Just straight up. <laughs> I got you, man. Uh, fan, fan Maniacs listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a lot as uh, as we did. And as always, guys, fins and coming up. from coming from the Fin Maniacs covering the 2024 Super Bowl champion Miami Dolphins. Are you sure not? <laughs> Oh my god, can we just please end it? Fizz up, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>